0: Hi, my name is Therese Myatt, and you're listening to the Turning Points Podcast. Turning Points Magazine is a college publication that is made entirely by and for Native college students at Arizona State University. From print to airwaves. Turning Points Magazine is elevating the Indigenous college student experience within Indian Country.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Taylor. In this episode part two of our semester wrap up, I want to share with you insight on what it's like for our magazine to produce and create a student publication that is made entirely by and for Native college students at Arizona State University. In the magazine production process, there are a lot of moving parts that work together to make the magazine what it is. But the most vital element that makes Turning Points what it is, is the native students whose voices, whose designs, whose experiences fill its pages. As I mentioned in the part one episode, Turning Points produces one issue each fall and spring semester. We start off the semester story gathering, getting ideas on what we think this issue is going to be. And at the end of the semester, everything is finalized, stories are completed, the design is completed. And the end product of our semester-long work is this 28-page magazine of student stories. So by the end of the semester, with this finalized product, we mail out each issue to our self-identified Native American students at Arizona State University. We hope you enjoy this episode as a few magazine team members from this semester share their insights with you on what it has been like being a part of a magazine and what it's been like creating a magazine by and for Native college students.
2: My name is Savannah Jacobs. It was very interesting working with the Turning Points magazine this semester. Um, I Basically due to the fact that I got to create my own story. um, Instead of, you know, just writing this short piece, I got to create and invite story writers and storytellers to contribute to the piece that I wanted to do and um, help create images and really connect and share with other writers on this whole experience with the Turning Points Magazine. I wrote the piece called uh, Journey uh, Through Pandemic. Uh, it was very self-explanatory. just basically is discussing, you know, this whole semester went a full 180 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Students were switching to online classes. Students were moving home. Uh, students were struggling um, with their lifestyle changing just drastically. So therefore, um, initially, before the pandemic happened in the beginning of the semester, I wanted to do a piece on recogniz- recognizing out-of-state students. Um, therefore, you know, we have a lot of students that come from the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe, um, those people from Washington, Hawaii, and the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, uh, you know, so I just wanted to get their voice out there. And, um, so therefore due to that pandemic happening, uh, we, me and Taylor Nota switched it into focusing on out-of-state students. Like what are, what are they struggling with due to the pandemic? You know? So therefore I just asked, um, about five writers, uh, that come from the Yankton Sioux Tribe or the Pine Ridge Indian Sioux Reservation or Standing Rock or from like the Diné. Uh, so I asked them, how was their transition through online classes? How, what are they doing to stay active? Um, what prayers do they want to send out? What advice can they give? Uh, what do they hope for the future? Um, but I also gave my own input on this whole pandemic due to the fact that I am also from the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. And I felt that it was important to not only get my piece out there, but everybody else's piece. And it's it's a really eye opening. And I really hope that um, just because, you know, these out-of-state students are going through this, that um, in-state students can relate and can send prayers and send advice and really connect on a deeper level um and pray for their future uh like what we say from where i'm from we say medakion we and that means we are all related and we all are one and we all face the same struggles and we all face the same hopes and the same future and so i this piece is kind of really powerful and the images are you know students of what their work life is what their school work life is what their home is like um items that are in reference to the pandemic and what is attached to their life now.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Mariah McGee. I am from the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. I am currently finishing up my junior year at ASU studying business entrepreneurship, and I am an enrolled member in the Yankton Sioux Tribe. I wanna start out by saying that it's always fun to work on the magazine with the Turning Points team. For issue five, I was a contributing writer and I wrote a story about how the coronavirus pandemic has affected me and how I'm staying safe and taking care of myself. It was originally supposed to be a story about out-of-state college students, but it morphed when the pandemic hit us. Turning Points is unique in the way that the atmosphere really fills when we're working together. Group projects for like a class, you do because you have to, but I work with the Turning Points team because I genuinely want to. I would definitely encourage other students to contribute to the Turning Points Magazine because there's, there's lots of ways you can contribute to it. You, whether that be writing a story, sharing your photos, sharing different types of arts, or just coming up with ideas for the next issue. Some words of encouragement that I would like to give would be that I wanna let everybody know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, even if you can't see it right now. And things will always work out the way they're supposed to.
0: Hi, my name is Danielle Lucero and I am from the Pueblo Basleta, which is located in central New Mexico. Um, I am a third-year PhD student in the uh, Justice and Social Inquiry program in the School of Social Transformation at Arizona State University. Um, I am a storyteller and uh, the Turning Points comic artist. Um, for this semester, what I really worked on was, um, the pathways to graduate school, um, which is, uh, an article or a piece that's, you know, giving some advice and tips on, you know, what, what do you need to do to get to grad school? Um, and I think, you know, the hard part about, uh, writing that article is that, you know, there's so many different things you need to consider. Um, but for me, what I, you know, part of the like, I guess the drive to produce at least just something for native students is that I never had um, like kind of guidance in that way. Like I kind of just winged it um, and hoped that I would, you know, figure it out trial by uh, trial and error. And um, I really think like, you know, it's fine to do it that way, but it's so helpful when someone just gives you just a little bit of advice, even just a heads up on when things are due, when to start looking for schools, what kind of schools are there? Um, And just simple questions. You know, a lot of it was coming also from questions that my family asked me and also giving advice. um, I took it also kind of as a way to give advice to my little sister um, because she is graduating from college um, this month. And uh, I, I know she's asked me, like, what do what am I supposed to be doing? Like, what do I look for? How do I do this? Um, and just seeing like how overwhelmed she is with the process. Um, I think the the big, like, reason for doing this article was to help my little sister and help my family understand what you know, what what grad school is and to help um, other Native students and other Native families um, that are interested in grad school, just to learn kind of more what it is and what it's about. Um, I think the other part of the magazine, I guess that's more specific to the current global pandemic, is um, I got to have the honor of drawing another comic for the magazine um, this semester. And and originally, the comic that we had in mind was going to be one that was more about um futurism and indigenous utopia and like imagining the indigenous future um which quickly changed because of what's going on so i started to actually fig- think about how can i ex- how can i draw what i'm experiencing um and how can i use the comic to like kind of give some comic relief and also um, help help you know through an image make sense of our current you know, context. And so the comic was really fun. But it was also really hard. It's the hardest comic I've actually ha- ever drawn in the sense that it was so emotional, um, that there were multiple drafts of it. There are multiple, you know, images that I drew that while drawing, I was crying because, like, I that's what I felt, like, the isolation. Um, and so I think, you know, drawing the comic during this time uh, both helped me, but also... Reminded me that I do need to like touch with, keep in touch with my feelings and and let let it out. Um, and so that was kind of you know what I've been doing with the uh, with the magazine this semester.
4: Hey, my name's Kaylin Yazzi. I'm an intern at Turning Points Magazine. My Major is English with a concentration of writing rhetorics and literacy, and I will be graduating fall twenty twenty Thank you. working at the magazine this semester was my first time working with a magazine and actually any type of publication, so this is really exciting and fun right off the bat and I've heard about training points before, and I absolutely love what they're about about, like writing a magazine written for Native students by Native students is just so much, sounds so fun. And I just want to get into it. And this was another way to help me uh, understand the Native community at ASU and just learn more about my culture to begin with. So every moment I had at Turning Points was so much fun. I loved it. Even the like anxiety or the stressful times of trying to get something done like on deadline, so <laughs> that was still really fun working with all these native women that's what really got me to is that um the first meeting I had at training points is when I realized that training points is run by native women, and oh, oh my gosh, that was so empower empowering to see, and it gave me a lot of encouragement because I didn't really grow up with a lot of females in my life because I had my brothers. And here at Training Points I was able to have like all these big sisters around me and it was really something new and just to see that there are native a lot of native women in higher academia that I wanna pursue too was so so encouraging to me and I loved it. I keep saying I loved it, but I can't really describe anything else because the time at turning points was so much fun. And I loved every moment of it, the podcasting, the interviews, the hearing other students, other native students story, being able to get close in, um, talk about personal issues with the ladies on the team was so great, too, at the same time. It's just I loved it. I, there's not really much I can say, but love like I contributed to Turning Points through my writing, and I was able to write up an article. And the article is actually about the gym. And the article's name is Breaking Down Walls of Gym Intimidation. And the article first started off with was talking more like a research type of writing, where it's like I got statistics and um, stats, like all these data. I got um, interviews with students and talking about their stigmas and their fears of the gym and trying to like break those down and giving them encouragement. But since the quarantine um, happened, my story kind of changed. The quarantine gave me a time to really reflect on myself and my thought process and really my mental health. And I experienced a trauma a year ago, almost a year ago. And that really held back my thought process and how I view the gym in a way where it kind of prevented me going back to the gym for a while. And the beginning of this article started off kind of, kind of felt like a lie. Like, yes, I'm talking about my experience at the gym, but I can't really um, relate to it anymore because I haven't been to the gym because of these fears I developed myself. And it was weird because this is the first time I ever felt these type of fears. So I talk about that in my writing and it kind of switched to more of a mental mental health issue of how we perceive the gym and how the gym can change us through trauma. So it's really, it's a good read. I hope you guys like it if you read it. Um, and it's still the same of co- trying to combat these type of stigmas that these students on campus have talked to me about and confined it in me. And just using other students' quotes and statements to um, break down those type of stigmas and give each other encouragement. Because that's all I really want is just really... To make the Native American community on ASU campus a lot stronger, we're here, and but it, sometimes it feels like, even though we're a large community, it feels like we're all in each like all in our own different type of groups. Where it's like, let's kind of bring that back together and be one full circle, if you know what I mean, and kind of just encourage each other. So that's what my writing's about. I hope you like it, and it did kind of change. Um, Instead of doing that harsh research type of thing, it was more like my personal narrative and then combating with other students' um, stigmas along with mine and just using other students' statements to give us encouragement and break through those type of traumas and see what we can do.
1: As an editor, working with Turning Points magazine has enabled me to find a family on campus. My personal journey with Turning Points started when I was a senior and I joined the magazine as an intern. Throughout my four years at Arizona State, where I pursued a bachelor's in journalism, I never quite found a family on campus like I did with Turning Points. I was so fortunate to find the supportive group of writers and creatives. Who all had the same experiences of invisibility and isolation in their classes to some degree. And we all had this collective vision in leveraging Indigenous voices and spaces in institutions. So, contributing to a magazine that was created by and for Native college students was like finally being seen for me personally, where my storytelling was valued, and that my stories that I wrote with intention and passion we're finally being seen by an audience whom it was written for. So that's what it's always been like for me to work for the magazine. Each semester is different in terms of what is going on on campus. For example, signature events like the ASU Pow Wow, Mr. and Miss Indian ASU Royalty Pageants, and Indigenous Culture Week are hosted in the springtime. So for sure on our spring issues, we try to write about those events in some way. But what I find fun as a writer is meeting with all of our team members at the beginning of each semester and thinking out loud what stories are out there waiting to be written. If you can envision a clean slate of a dry erase board, that is our storyboard at the beginning of each semester. When we sit down and hash out ideas on stories, that dry erase board gets filled with all of these ideas of stories that we think about or students suggest. And for me personally, this is what I love. As a Dinette journalist who previously worked in newsrooms and was often the only Native American in the workplace, I had a rough time trying to feel as if I belonged there. But in this, quote, newsroom of turning points, it's comprised entirely of Indigenous undergraduates, master students, doctoral students scholars who all come from various backgrounds, different tribal affiliations, and they all have stories that they want to share. I can say without a doubt that being a part of Turning Points has given me a sense of purpose and joy that I felt nowhere else before. What is it that I do as senior editor? In my role... I primarily reach out with prospective student writers and contributors who are interested in writing up a story for Turning Points Magazine. This can either be in the form of myself doing the reaching out and searching for a student or topic, but sometimes students reach out to the magazine and say, hey, I'm interested in contributing, what can I do? Oftentimes, these students have a story in mind, so in my role, I sit down with each student and we begin talking about their story ideas. I share with them what the vision of Turning Points Magazine is, which is to highlight both Native student experiences and resources in higher education that students may not know is available to them. After I'm sharing insight about the magazine, I usually talk with students about a topic in mind. Sometimes we have a general topic and sometimes we don't. In those conversations where there isn't a story idea in mind, We just talk about our college experiences, and sometimes in those conversations, a story idea will come to mind. As a journalist, I love hearing stories from people. Even in just regular conversation, I can hear something so interesting, or hear a beautiful quote, and I have this inner voice in my head saying, that's a story. So when I speak with students, usually it is them telling me in casual conversation, their own powerful story, and that is typically how stories arise, is just from students talking. So that is a little insight on the story process with you listening. We start off the semester story gathering and keep the magazine production rolling. We assign student writers deadlines for the first draft, second draft, and so on, until we reach a point where we mutually agree, this is it. This is the story for turning points. And for me, the copy editing process is the most fun of what I do because I'm just a wordsmith at heart. I love helping make a powerful story even more powerful, and that is cleaning it up with all of the little typos and the grammatical aspects that copy editors look out for. And to me, that's fun. In the final phases of a final draft, We then send the story over to my alma mater, the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication, to the Associate Dean, Rebecca Blatt. And she is an incredible mentor of mine, as she was my director when I was on the data visualization desk at Cronkite News. And now she plays a vital role in our magazine, where she gives each story a final look over, makes those pesky AP copy edits that slipped by me, And we give the story an AP finalized stamp of approval where the story is then 100% finished. And she also offers valuable insights on stories. She'll make suggestions on things like, this section is very powerful. How about moving it up to the lead or the beginning of the story? And feedback like that is always valued and appreciated in the writing process. So Rebecca is just wonderful to work with. After a story gets its AP final approval, it is now time to hand over the story to the graphic design team, who begin the rough layouts of the stories. During this process, they add their touch of magic to bring the story alive visually, and it's a beautiful process to see. They take the stories and any accompanying photos, and that is when we begin to see the magazine come to life. In my role, I usually wear a lot of hats, but mostly it is all done through teamwork and collaboration with others. While I have a say in the stories that are being put in the magazine, there are external factors that help in that process. And I always make sure to ask myself, is this what my mentors, Amanda Techeny and Dr. Brayboy, instilled in me? Am I doing my best in enabling students to be seen and heard in institutions that are notorious for not making students feel that way. Once the designers are finished with layouts, we then send PDFs of these layouts to ASU campus leaders for their feedback. And once we get their feedback and approvals and edits, we package up the magazine and send it to our printer partners at Courier Graphics in Phoenix. Our final step is doing press checks at the print shop where the graphics team makes sure that ASU colors are printed correctly and everything on each page looks good. And once everything is given the okay, Courier Graphics do their magic too and soon thousands of copies of our magazine is printed, stapled and binded, assembled in boxes and then delivered to ASU mailing who then mail out these freshly printed copies, to our native Sun Devil community. In this newest issue that we've worked on this spring, it was very much different in that everything about the magazine was affected by the coronavirus pandemic. We started off our semester with ideas of stories that we wanted to pursue, and following all of the changes that happened during spring break when we received university announcements that all of our classes were transitioning online remotely, the production of the magazine had to rethink the ways that we had to deliver this magazine. In a sense, the work with the magazine has always been done online, meaning that our students upload stories to us and we compile all of our work on a Google Drive. But what was different about this semester was that the team were no longer meeting in person. Our team meetings have always been in person in our office, and looking back, those meetings were always so fun. Sometimes our meetings just felt like a casual meetup because we would all just start chatting about non magazine stuff, and we often had to remind ourselves okay, save the catching up for after the meeting. But after everything that happened and changed after spring break, we still made sure that our jobs at the magazine were to share stories for the Native students on campus, now more than ever. That's what students will see in this newest issue. Although our stories changed from how we initially thought of them at the beginning of the semester, this newest issue is powerful in that we are sharing students' perspectives of what it was like for them to navigate this pandemic and crisis. We hear from students who moved back their homelands, students who had to move out of dorms, students who even experienced trauma and are grieving the losses of loved ones to this invisible monster. The main theme in this issue is the sense of community in everyone's stories and how no matter what hardships everyone is going through, they're thinking of their loved ones of their friends, of their communities. And that is what is driving them during this difficult time. I think this is what defines Turning Points as a unique college publication because we are hearing from students themselves through their own words on their college experiences. It is them taking charge of the narrative. And in these narratives, their homelands, their languages, their entire being of who they are as indigenous peoples are always beautifully and powerfully highlighted. That even though they go through hardships during their higher education journeys, they always think of home and family, and that is what drives them. It's resilience that they write about and exemplify. I'm saying this as a Diné writer. Our stories are needed. Our perspectives are needed because we live in a society where it is often someone else, a non Native, who shares our stories, and that story gets the loudest attention. Now I am seeing it where Indigenous peoples are making our voices and issues more prominent through social media, activism, and academia. This is where I always share with Native college students. You have a story that is beautiful, that is powerful, that other Native college students want and need to hear now and in the future. Your words and experiences will resonate with someone else, and that in turn may help them in their own college journey. My main message to all Native college students is that your stories matter. If you feel invisible or lonely in your college journey, just know that you are not alone. We come from resilient peoples, and our ancestors prayed for us to be here. I want to close out with a paragraph that I wrote in our fourth issue's editor's letter. This may have been the most powerful paragraph I've written thus far in my writing career, and it's because it always reminds me of Shanela Hustin and Shanella Etzan, my paternal grandpa and grandma. What we hope you take away from this issue is this. You belong in your classrooms because our ancestors prayed for it and the Native students before us helped lay the foundation for our success. Read this issue and ask a family member about their own college journey. Learn their story and follow in their footsteps of determination. If you're the first in your family to attend college, know that you are the one leading your family's legacy. As always, we hope this magazine sparks inspiration within you. Thank you for tuning in. Until we can hug each other again, stay safe and well out there, relatives. Today's episode featured the music of Christopher Luna and the Sun Devil Drum Tie Circle. If you are or know of a native musician who would like to be featured, email turningpoints at asu.edu. Check out our past stories by visiting our medium page at Turning Points magazine. And keep in touch through our Twitter at asuturningpoint or Facebook.com/slash Asu Turning Points and make sure to subscribe to the turning points magazine podcast to stay up to date on what's going on with the turning points team
4: hey